Uh, I want to read you about six scriptures out of Luke 5. I'm not going to keep you long. I'm really not. I do want to save a little time to really put some, some, some earnest prayer down. But Luke 5, I want to read verse 30, start with verse 33. Uh, just want to kind of jump into it. I'm not going to even do a whole lot of uh, headway in it. I'm just going to kind of jump in it. And then uh, I'll share a little bit, a little bit as we go on. But uh, we'll read this together if you want. Luke 5, and it'll be on the board here if you don't have your Bible. But Luke 5, verse 33. And, of course, this is, this is, this is the discourse of Jesus being kind of questioned by Pharisees and what have you. But... Uh, and really, really not in a good way. But listen, they said, the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the Pharisees said unto him, Jesus, Jesus, why do the disciples of John, huh? Why do the disciples of John fast often, make prayers? And likewise, listen, the disciples of the Pharisees, but, but, but yours, they eat and they drink. And then the story goes on. And Jesus said, Jesus said unto them, Can you make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? And But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them. Then they shall fast in those days. Now, now I'm not going to spend a lot of time on those two verses, but it's the story that he leads now to really, how many know he uses these parables, these stories, to really send his point home? And that's what really happens in verse 36. Verse 36, and he spoke also a parable, this story, this picture unto them. And this is what he says. This is what he says. He says, no man putteth a piece of new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then, then both the new maketh a rent or a rip. And the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles. Else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled. And the bottles shall also shall perish. But new wine, how many know we ain't really talking about wine here? Just so we know, we're, we're not really talking about wine. But new wine must be put into new bottles. And hey, both are preserved. Both, both. Verse 39, that's it, that's it. No man also having drunk of the old wine, won't you catch that? No man, no man, no man. No man also having drunk of the old wine straight away, are the new. Why? For he said, the, the man said, the man said, not God, the man said, the old is better. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's, let's ask the Lord to bless it right here. Father, I do. I thank you for our time here tonight. Bless this word. Lord, you know how you've put it on my heart. You know how I've come about all this. You, you, know, the, you know the path I've been on even for this. So I, I pray, Lord, that you'll use it to equip this body, encourage this body, and, Lord, to prepare us. That's, that's what this is even about tonight, Lord. You're, you're preparing us even for greater, for more of your spirit, more of your move. You're preparing us a people, Lord, that can receive of you in even of a greater measure. So, Lord, that's my prayer tonight. Uh, make us ready and uh, prepare us in such a way that we will be vessels that can receive all, all the newness of the Spirit, Lord, that you want to put in us. And we'll, brace you, we'll praise you, we'll honor you, we'll love you, we'll thank you. Now, bless your word in Jesus' name. All the church agree and say. I appreciate that, sir. Amen. I like that. I like that. I want to tell you, I want to tell you just a little bit of, of really why it is that I must or even come about this little story tonight, this little set of scriptures. Uh, back, it's, it's, been, it's been this season that we're in anyway. It's been this flow. How I many know there is a flow? 
Brother Keith talked about it a few weeks ago. There is a flow. And, and I told you, if you preach from the, from the river, you're going to feel the flow. You're going to feel, you're going to keep feeling the flow. And it's not just while you're here. It's, 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 it's when you're engaged in word seeking God, even for whatever's next and whatever's next. But been feeling this flow, and this flow has just been coming. I thought I even thought of something. I thought of something even, uh, I even mentioned this to Brother Keith the other day as we was, we was sharing a little time together. Uh, I was thinking, back this time, about this time last year, the Lord had put something in my heart. And I said this, and some of y'all may not even remember this. You may have totally forgot this. But I said something at the end of last year, and it was probably a, a, towards the last week of, of the year. Because I remember, I remember it just plain because I thought on it. I thought back on it. I thought anytime I say something that I feel like the Lord has, has, has made me sense or that I, I, I think that he's wanting me to say, I, I remember it because it's, it's valuable to me. And, and, and I remember I said this. I said, I believe as we're going into this year, that was in December, this year that we're in now, that was all the way back a year ago. I said this. I said, I said, I believe the Lord has impressed me that this will be the year of the Spirit. I don't know if anybody even remembers that. I know a few do. I said that. I said, and I and I was serious. And and it was just even a few months ago. I, I was dwelling on that same thought. I was dwelling because I've reminisced on it. And I've thought back and I've thought back and I've thought back. And and because a lot of what I felt, what we've seen, what we've been through as the church, it has felt like anything but at times. It really has. But even as we was talking, even as we was talking, you know what? It, it, these things we've come through this year has really brought us to a place to where we are at the place now of, of experiencing something new even in the Spirit. A newness. A you. A uniqueness, that's my, that's my favorite word for what I have been experiencing in God's spirit. It's been this uniqueness. It's been different. It's been powerful. But I believe it's, I believe it's just the beginning. Come on, you know I'm not the hype man. But I honestly believe that. And I believe as we're coming to the, to the end of this year, the Lord put something in my heart Monday morning after we've been through these great services. These great, what a wonderful service we had Sunday morning, Sunday night. The Spirit moving, just powerful, wonderful, powerful. Out, and, 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 and I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been feeling the overflow. How many know that you feel the overflow? I've been feeling the overflow. And I sat there Monday morning, and I really was having some good studies, some more good worship, and the Lord put this on my heart. I, I put this on Facebook, but I, I mean it to speak to the church. And, 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 and to, to relay it to the church. But I couldn't help myself. I, ha I had to just say it then. I don't know if y'all have ever been there or not. There's sometimes the Lord gets on me and I can't, I've, I've got to tell it. i got to proclaim it. i got to declare it right there. And that's what happened Monday morning. And I, and I said this. I said this and, and, and I want to reiterate it here tonight and speak it to this church because it was really a word I feel like prophetic even for this for this for this church and and that is that the, that the river has truly began to flow I want you to hear that the river has truly began to flow I believe that and it'll soon be enough to swim in I want you to get that soon it'll soon be enough to swim in It'll soon be enough to swim in. And, of course, when the Lord put it in my heart, my mind immediately went to Ezekiel 47. I couldn't help it. I, just, I thought of that. And I even got it on the board. I've got it for Dustin tonight. I want to share just a little bit of that with you. It's, it's not really, it's, not, it's, 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 it's just part of, 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 of where this thought and this message in because, because when the Lord spoke to me that it'll soon be enough to swim in, Here's, here's what I sensed in my spirit. And I really felt like God was impressing me on this. And the reason I needed to declare it to the church and even at that moment and even to myself, sometimes if you're declaring it to yourself, do you realize that? You are. 
And even to myself, here's, here's, what, here's what comes to my heart. So I sense the Lord say, it'll soon be enough for a little, but get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. And, and it's out of that that really, I, I just, these, the, 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 the various scriptures and things that we're going to talk about tonight really come from. But, but I, I, want you, I want to read this because this is so pertinent to, to what the Lord put in my heart uh, there on Monday morning. But afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And of course, Ezekiel's got this, this beautiful vision. And I know, I know in, in, in the setting, he's seeing Israel. He's seeing, he's seeing what God's doing through them. But, but it, it's, so, it's so related to even what he can do now. It's a picture of what Ezekiel needed to see for the house of Israel. But it's what we need to see. It's what we need to see. And he brought me to the door of the house, Ezekiel said, and the waters, they issued out from under the thresh. I mean, it was just a, a trickle. It was just a, a flow. It was just a, it was just a small. You can come on up here, Lisa. Don't sit back there by yourself. You ain't going to bother me. You don't want to know that. But, but it trickled out of the house and eastward to the, to, the, to the forefront of the house and stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the, at the side of the altar. Think about that. I want you to get this before we go any further. It was water that, that come from the very core of God's house. Very, I believe the throne. I believe the, right from the throne, originating from God. How many know that's where it originates from God? But, 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 but it come by the altar. Come by the altar. By the sacrifice. And, of course, to us, that's, that's Christ's work. That's, that's the blood. That's the picture in 1 John. The blood and the water from the side that flowed, that, that began even what we enjoy today. Amen. And in and, and verse 2, let's, let's go on. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I, I, somewhere I really want to be. Uh, then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the, to the uh, other gate by the way which looked eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. Now, here's where it picks up. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and brought me through the waters. And, and, and look at the progression. And this is so quick. That's, that, that's important tonight because even as we come to the close of this year, I, I, still believe, I still believe the waters, the flow like God said, a year of the, the Spirit. I believe that though they start as a trickle, they quickly escalate. To ankle deep. And of course, this, story, this goes on. I'll read a few more, and then, I, and then I'm going I'm to move through it. And, and they measured a thousand uh, uh, and brought me through the waters. And now they was needy. And again, he measured a thousand. And this, this is not far. This is, this is in a short distance. But how quickly, how quickly the growth, how quickly the progression, the depth. That it goes from just a trickle from the threshold. This is God's spirit. To, to, to the point it gets to verse 5, verse 5, let's go on. And afterward he measured in the river, and I could not even pass over. For the waters were risen, and they were waters to swim in. A river. A river, Keith. A river that, that could not be passed over over now now we're not got time to go through it all but if you read this down to like what verse 12 or something where it really gets into some details that's talking about this thing it, it talks about i think verse 8 about healing that comes from this river healing it, it, it talks i think in verse 9 about restoration all from from what god flowing from his from the very core of the throne by the altar to a rapid growth, I, I think verse 10 is speaking about evangelism, uh, uh, many fishers, fishers, evangelism, much salvation, much harvest. I mean, this, is, this, is, this in itself would have been a great preaching text, but it's not mine other than just to share with you where this come from. And, and, even, and even it goes on, I, I, I think verse 11, and it, it talks about, the miry places and the swamp places that are salted, the influence that will come from such a flow. Don't the Spirit do all these things? 
And finally, in verse 12, it talks really about the abundance of Egypt. The abundance, just the, the utter abundance of where the river goes through. Amen. Just the utter abundance. Come on. And the, the thing that got my heart, though, was the swiftness, the progression. This, this didn't stretch over thousands of miles. This, this was in a relatively short distance that it it grew from this trickle to the waters enough to swim in. Let me tell you again. Let me tell you again. The river has began. And it will soon be enough to swim in. Be ready. Be ready. Get ready. I believe that. And, and, and out of that, out of that, I know right now you don't see it, but out of that, that's where Luke, Luke's, these words of Jesus got a hope to me, and I felt like, because this is part of the getting ready, I felt like Luke 5 really will teach us some things about getting ready, but but let's go back to the text, Dustin, you go back to Luke 5, and, and, and I, and I want to I wanna get to it, I've got just a couple of things I want to say, and I want to leave plenty of time uh, for plenty of intercession and prayer and whatever. But one of the things that really sticks out in Luke 5 and uh, this story that ties and is going to connect us to what I've just said uh, was really back in verse 33, Luke 5 and verse 33, where, where they come and they question Jesus, and, and I've never got this. I've never, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because it's not seasons, maybe it's the times, maybe, maybe because it's not important at that particular time when you went through it. But, but they said, they come to him question, they said, why do the disciples of John fast often? And, and even likewise, the Pharisees, they all do this fasting. They, all these disciples, they're, they're all different. They're all doing these things. But, but, but the thing that really gets, you got to ask yourself a question even when you read verse 33. Or I did. Or it got me. Or the Lord asked me this question. Or it stuck out to me. you got to kind of ask yourself this question. And, I, and I'm just going to put it to you the way I've way I seen it. Why does John the Baptist still have disciples? At this point. Why? Why, why do the Pharisees still have disciples? I'm going somewhere. Can you feel it? But why does John, I, I couldn't get over it. At this time, he had done been preaching that he was not the light. I am a mere witness of the light. I, I am just blessed to be the forerunner. I'm the one that goes before. Matter of fact, there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not even worthy to latch it or unlatch it or any of that. I'm just not even. I can only baptize you with water. The one after me will baptize you with fire. It, this, this, it just goes on and on. On and on. Not to mention, not to mention, his disciples have heard so many things already at this point. Remember, they were baptizing in the river. John, multitudes had come out. John baptizing the wilderness, looks up, sees Jesus. Behold. Behold. Look. Look, disciples. Behold. Take notice, disciples. Look. Behold. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Remember, and Jesus comes and says, you know, I have need to be bad. It behooves us. You no, 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 John says, no, 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 no. I'm not what It behooves, let you baptize me. We need to fulfill all this right, all of it. You baptize me. They're all watching. They're all listening. I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're all hearing this. Pharisees' disciples, John the Baptist's disciples, everybody's hearing this. 
The Pharisees' disciples even go back further. They had prophecies, and, and they had studies, and they had learned, and they had knowledge of even Jesus being born, and, and they knew they knew all the things that had been fulfilled. And, and why are they still disciples of the Pharisees? And John the Baptist, here, I'm not going to let them off the hook at all. No, 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 I'm not letting them off the hook because, because then, in the midst of all this, and John agrees, and he takes him into the river. know the story what happened what happened the heavens Jesus the heavens pull apart rip apart and and first there's this there's this dove like that settles upon Jesus as the spirit and hold on hold on hold on that ain't all ain't all and then from that there's this booming I assume booming. I think God's got to be booming. I, I think this is bass like we never, Brent, the bass man, this is bass like you can't play. I mean, you can bass it. You can make my chest rattle. There used to be some boys that lived up above me, and then they'd ride. Y'all know what I'm They bass out. My windows would. I never know why, why you like so much bass, but, but they must have had bass like all the way. But anyway, anyway, wait, wait. I just had this in my mind. It may not. I just don't think God was like, this is mine for now, son, and who I'm well pleased. I just don't see that, y'all. That's just me. Now, we don't got no record. We don't got no, I just can't see God. Like, can y'all, like, this is my beloved son, and who I'm well pleased. Y'all, y'all hear him. I can't, I can't. I believe it was that Charlton Heston type. This is my, I can't even do it. I'm bassy, but Tony's bassy. He could probably try it, but, but he can't even get there. I mean, they, because every word that God spoke. Now, this, this, these boys, you know what I just said here a while ago? A lot of times when I say, I sense God say, I felt God say. I, sometimes I even say, I think God said. Come on. I do. I'm careful. I'm, I am. I'm real careful. Because I'll just be honest with you. I've never had, I've never, that's why I don't know for sure what God's voice sounds like audibly. Because I've never had the heavens ripped open. I've never heard what John the Baptist's people actually heard. Not me. So I don't really know. But, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, they heard they heard God that day with that voice. And it, I guarantee it reverberated in their chest. They felt it. They felt it. They sensed it. They knowed, they knowed what was going on. They heard it. And I'm thinking, why does John still have disciples? Why does John still have disciples? And, and they're not done. Oh, I've got to shorten it up and go for it, but they're not done because you can you can go way over into Acts 19. And Paul runs across. Still, way over in Acts 19, Paul runs a, runs a bunch of, across a bunch of people, John's disciples. Yeah, because he said, he said, since you believed, have you received? And they said, we don't even know for sure. Well, whose baptism you been baptized by? Uh, John's. Over in Acts 19. Why in the world does John still got disciples? Remember? So, so, so Paul preached to them. He preached to them Jesus. Remember? I mean, John was a good man, but we got to get you out of that. Why are you still chasing John? This, I, I'm going to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is it. This is it. Hold on. John's been beheaded. And he didn't rise again. Why are we over in Acts 19? Still John's disciples. Why? Why? You know, he still and he has to preach Jesus to them. And then he baptizes them in Jesus. Remember? And then they get the they get the new wine. The Holy Ghost. 
Amen. They get what it was they were supposed to have. The Pharisees likewise, with all that they had, all that they knew. I mean, Jesus is, he's out walking on water. He's out turning water into wine. He, he's out touching people's eyes that's been blind from birth. He's out healing lepers. He's out doing all the works that the prophet. The prophecy said the gospel would be in Isaiah. Everything that's been prophesied, Jesus is out doing it. And they still find like, John, he, he's the man. That John, we're we going to follow John. Can't nobody preach like John. That John, he's got a heck of a message. That John, that John, he preaches one heck of a message, don't you? He's such a good man. He's a humble man. You know how people are when they hung on something. He's such a good man. Jesus out here walking on water. Uh, Jesus ain't baptized nobody. That uh, Jesus ain't baptized nobody. And then that John, you've seen all them folk he's baptized. I sound like a bunch of church people, don't I? What's your favorite preacher? They're still following John. Jesus, Jesus is out doing all this stuff. John's done told him. John's done pointed to him. John's done said it. John's head is gone. Let me tell you what. If his head is gone, his ministry is over. He's fulfilled. So, I'm going to answer my own question. You know I am. Or else I wouldn't ask it. That's the way us sneaky preachers are. We ask questions we got good intentions on answering. Amen. That's what makes us look so smart. We answer all the questions, but they're our own questions. <laughs> Amen. That's why I dodge your questions. But now mine, I'll answer them. Why is the Pharisees got disciples. Jesus has come in full light, prophetically, fulfilled the prophecies, fulfilled the books. John the Baptist has clearly, I mean, John the Baptist, he wasn't trying to hoard up converts. He wasn't trying to build his church. Matter of fact, he kept telling, I must decrease so he can increase. John, John, John wasn't in a no territorial thing. Like, 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 please don't leave my church. No, no. He was saying, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Go to the new thing. I'm going somewhere. You know I did. Go to the new thing. Pharisees. Go to that that's new. Moses has long been gone, and we found out a long time ago we couldn't fulfill anything he said anyway. That's why they were so miserable. They'd been trying to fulfill it. Yes, sir, you go ahead. Yep, amen, amen, amen. And, and, and Moses is, and, and that's why they're so miserable, though. You, you think about it. You ever thought about why the Pharisees? Well, let me just say why religious people, let me just say it like this. You want to know why religious people are always so mad? You ever notice that religious people stay mad? You ever figure that out? Truly, truly, they're always mad. You can take that all the way back to Cain. Cain was like, see, Cain wasn't nothing but religion. With his offering, nothing but religion. And remember, he was, he was the first angry man. Religion, religious people, they're just mad. They're just angry. You want to know why? They're serving a God they cannot please. And it makes them mad. Because they're serving him out of law, words, or effort. And they, Cain couldn't please him. Pharisees couldn't please him. Amen. Yeah. So, so here, here, here it is, here it is. 
Here's the rest of the verse. Watch this, because I'm running out of time. Today, I spent way too much time on that build out. Stuck. How, how, how many? How many know people get? Not only John the Baptist people, not only Pharisees, but but people. People get stuck. We all get stuck. Religion, entire churches get stuck. Entire denominations. God's trying to do now. What God's trying to do fresh. What God's trying to do new. I've seen entire churches blow plumb up, split right down the middle over a communion table. Serious! A communion table. I didn't know this story until I done moved our drive to probably thought twice about it. I've done moved ours before I heard this story. But I know of a church that, that they went into all out. It wasn't just the communion table. It was other things, uh, other pieces of furniture in the church. But I thought about it. You know why? Stuck on old. Stuck on old. Stop. John the Baptist's disciples stuck on old. Pharisees stuck on old. Them people with the communion table. They love their communion table. Even though probably, evidently, there was nobody having communion. Love, love their altar rail. I heard of that too. Love their altar rail. Love, loved, loved it. Love their music. Their style. I'm coming to a theater near you pretty soon. Loved all of these things. But they, they loved they loved what they represented more than who they represented. Stuck. Yeah, stuck. You got it. Whoever that was, help me. Stuck. I got me a baby back there. Let it come out of the mouth of babe. Hey. Stuck. Amen. Amen. I didn't tell you our communion table come out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They put it back in. I heard the story I heard, they, they put it in the gym. The story I heard. They, they they wanted to change the church. They, they 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 had this vibrant new preacher, this vibrant new pastor. He come in to change the church because it was a new day, a new day. That's what the church said they wanted. They said the church said they want a new day. We want a new thing. That new pastor come in there, fired up, took out the took out the communion table, took out the altar, took out their favorite instrument. Put it all in the gym. The story goes, the story goes that when they come in, asking him, shocked, they come in that side, he was all fired up. He had a big banner across the front. It's a new day. He thought everybody's going to be excited. You had to almost be a pastor to really appreciate these stories or, or a minister or whatever. But it's a new day, and he's fired up. And I can see it. He was, he was really young at the time. He was fired up. Like, whoo, we're going we gonna to rock the town now. That's what they want, he thought. They said they wanted new. But he, he found out they were stuck on old. And he said, he said they come in, look like they, they're wounded when they come in. And they come running down to the front. And he seen right quick that, that he wasn't their favorite pastor anymore. Because they loved their table. They loved their stuff. And, and finally he got out. And he said, well, if you love it so much, it's in the gym. Go to the gym. This story don't end well, sir. 
because the pastor ended up going beyond the gym. But the truth was, that church is probably still stuck. Stuck on old. And I know we're not, but here's the thing. We got to be prepared for whatever the devil brings. Yeah. Prepared for whatever God wants to do. Because here's what I know. Here's what I know. We're real liable, too, to be stuck. Especially if God goes to moving some of our favorite stuff. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I can see somebody thinking now. My God, what's he fixing to do? He's fixing to do something. He's fixing to tie. He is. He. I know when he gets there. He's fixing to do something, 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 something. No, I'm not. I'm just here to say whatever God brings. Not be stuck. That's getting ready. Not being stuck. Why is it we're so attached to the old anyway? You know, think about it. Why are we? Why, don't God all through his word says, I want to do a new thing. In Isaiah, he says, will you let it? Will you let me? I want to do a new thing. That's God. That, matter of fact, that's what he always did. He would move in newness. That's why a lot of that he never did the same miracle, even the same. There's always some variation. Because he knew us, we'd get stuck on old. He, we would. If he if he just spit spit in somebody's eyes more than twice, we'd 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 had somebody up here, a professional spitter. We'd all our professional spitter down, and we'd sanctify him, and we'd say, "Guys, spit, go spit at him." Let, let's tell you, I, I'm I'm pretty much good professional spitter, but I can't preach without spitting. That's why these. I crave that my mind craves old. My mind does. I, I want the same road. I want the same routine. It's hard to break me. My kids get mad at me all the time. Dad, we went to that restaurant last time. And when we do, when we get there, when we still go to that same restaurant, guess what Dad does? He gets the same thing he got last time. I'm stuck on old on some of that. You know why? Because it's just easier. I take the same roads. I do the same routine. It's easier. I don't have to think about it. It's not hard. My mind craves it. It's easy. But I'm going to do what? I thank God. I thank God it ain't all of me. It's just about my mind. I thank God that he can come and stir our hearts. Hey! That he can stir our hearts. Because it's our heart. When he stirs our heart, our heart don't crave the old when he stirs. My God, when our heart is stirred by God, it's hungry. It craves the new. It wants the newness. And I'm going to tell you what, if it gets stirred just right, we'll break out of the old. And our heart, our heart will go way ahead of our head, way ahead of our thinking. Hey, and we'll break out of the old. We'll break out in our heart. Our heart will go. You know what? And, and I, I think that's scriptural. The reason I do that, Jesus came after our hearts. He did. Jesus came after our heart. Now, I ain't against thinking. I ain't against reasoning. But I'm going to tell you what, if you stay there very long, you'll get stuck on old. You know, that's why they say we always get like this. Yeah, you're stuck on old. This is the way we always did it. Yeah, get out of your mind. Let God stir your heart. Whoa! Let God stir your heart. Because if your heart gets stirred, it's going to crave the newness of God. And that's what's going on in here. Hey, that's what's going on. That's, that's the trickle. That's the trickle. That's the, it's the, it's stirring. Hey, it's stirring. It's making hearts in this place. It's making hearts in people's lives. They're getting stirred and craving the new. Craving what God can do. Craving what God might. No, I'm tired of the old. I'm tired of the old. I'm not that affectionate about the old no more. I am hungry. I am desirous of the new. 
Oh, my God in heaven. Hey, if the old was so good, it would have worked a whole lot better anyway. Come on. God wants to do a new dance. And he wants us to be That's getting ready for the waters to swim in. Craven. Desiring. Wanting. Hungry for. Religion's just the same old, same old, same old. That's why the Pharisees were still disciples of the Pharisees. They were stuck on old. And that same old. And Jesus would come and he would try to stir in their hearts. Their hearts were hard. Their hearts had been hardened. They could see, but they could not see. They could hear, but they could not hear. They were stuck. Am I preaching the truth? They were stuck on old. And there was no new work. There was no newness going to come. My Lord. God's looking for a people. I believe that with all my heart. He's looking for a people who, who want a move of God more than they want the old. Not that I'm criticizing the old. You've got to understand, the new don't criticize the old. It's just offering the new. I thank God for the old. I got here because of the old. I got here because of a 25-year anointing or a 30-year anointing. I got here because the Spirit moved in 1990. I got here because the Holy Ghost fell in 1993. I got here because of a healing touch that come from the power of the Holy Ghost in 1990-whatever. All that, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying, this is almost 2020. I'm not so fond of the table that I ain't ready to take it to the gym. Hey, that God can move. Morning anointing coming. I feel like the That's what I'm saying. I said, Lord, this is a new day right here. This is a new day. Yeah. This is you. This is you. New wine skin. New wine skin. New, you know who the skin is, don't you? Us. We're the new skins. We're the skin. There's a new wine, though, that God's wanting to fill it with. When you're stuck on old, old wineskins can't receive new wine. Can't handle it. Can't take it. Got to go to the gym. Got to go. Got to go with the furniture. Hey! Hey! Shaba! Hey! Exactly right. Newness. New wine skin. But new wine. People that love God move more than we love the old. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Now, if you're stuck on old, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to like it. You're going to burn. You're going to be miserable. I like the way he said that. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it's 8.30, and I'm, I got it. to have new bottles and that's us these we're this new structure we're we got to be that new vessel what what maybe what does all that tra- I, th- I think it could translate a thousand things tonight new thoughts about what god can do new thoughts about his spirit new thoughts or at least or at least not prejudiced thoughts not 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 limiting thoughts not 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 binding thoughts not rigid thoughts on god and his spirit or what God can do. New thoughts. That's a new, that's a new skin. A new structure. New patterns in our spiritual life, maybe. Huh? A, a new a new desire. A new praise. A new, a new seeking. A new hunger. 
a new wine skin, a new worship, a new worship. I, I, I know, I know. When we kind of shifted around in here, which, which I, I, I'm always gentle. I try to be, but I got to do what God always puts on my heart. And if not, if not, you know, go to the gym. <laughs> I like that saying. I've never used it before, but boy, it's good. We don't even got a gym, so good luck with that. Go outside. But even when we shifted, you know what, the Lord, the, I'm not crazy about a lot of new stuff, but I'm going to tell you, when God's in it, when he's in it, I love God more than, and I love his move more than the old stuff. There's a lot of new style that I'm not maybe particularly wild about, but, but if God's in it, and that's how he's going to touch this generation, I'm fixing to be gone. I'm checking out. It ain't long now. If God wants to move that way, pour it on, Jesus. We'll take it to the gym. Tear all that out and take it to the stinking gym. So that next generation. So, 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 so young ladies like Morgan can continue their journey. But their hunger. Woo! celebration has come together, the people have come together, everything's here, we ain't got enough wine for the altar, we ain't got enough wine for the prayer time, we ain't got enough wine, we ain't got enough for nothing, but, Je- but she told Jesus, she said, she said, she said we, we out of wine, and I like, I like his vernacular, I like his vocabulary, I like his words right here, because uh, and you're going to get a kick out of this, but I just can't help it, every time I read it, I think this, I think this, I think this. He, he pulls out, he pulls off, Jesus pulls it off right here. He pulls it off because he uses a little bit of, of Craig County hillbillyism with some Shakespeareism. He does. He does. You know what he does? This is what he does. It's this, this is Craig County hillbillyism, police arborism, and Shakespeareism. He says, Woman? There you go, that ain't Craig Countyism right there. I don't know. Um, woman? Say it now. I, I, I can't even say Shakespeare now. Pull, let, let, pull up John, John five. Well, no, no, that's all right. Let, let John two right here. Let's, let me let me show you what he, what he said. He, he says this. He said, "Woman, what have I to do with thee?" Craig Canny meets Shakespeare. I'm gonna do that next time, woman. My woman. I've called her a woman. A lot of y'all may not even know that. Some of you do because you've been around me when you're around. And I always say, woman! I'm, I'm, next time, I, next time I'm, uh, she wants me to do, start taking the trash out of the I go, I'll go, woman! What have I to do with thee? <laughs> we have way too much fun at this church. Woman! Okay, I want you to try that tomorrow. Woman! Uh, 
Go to the gym. Just go to the gym. I got to get through it. This was the coolest thing about that. Of course, you know the story. The six water pots, the third, the 120 gallon, all that, all that's important. Jesus preached a good message on that one time. It's all great stuff. Uh, 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 turned it, turned it right. He didn't really do nothing. He just he dipped out and bam, it, it splashed. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. That's, where we're going. that's all right. That's all right. I appreciate your involvement. Yeah, thank you. And I know, I know, I know you probably heard this in a hype before, but it's true. Remember, remember what the governor said? Remember what the governor said? This is what excites me about meeting. This is what excites me about the next meeting, God. It's the best. It's better than even the old. Because that's what the governor said. Who saves the best before the old? It's better than the old. Whatever God wants to do now. See, that's why I said what I said a while ago about you. What God's already done in your life now is awesome. But surely the best. He's still coming. And that goes for all of you. It's the best. The best. Paul, whoever, you, Felicia, Lindsay, all of you, Kim, come on. It don't matter. Hey. Hey, we're not stuck on old. I don't care if everybody goes up there. It, it don't matter to me. What I'm trying to say, whatever God wants to do, I don't care. I don't care what. Whatever God wants to do. So tonight, I just want you to prepare for the new. I want you to have that in your mind. Prepare. Jesus came. Because God knows, and I do know this, God, God said, the river is never depleted. And it'll soon be waters enough to cleanse. Be ready. Be re don't be stuck on old. Open your heart. Not your mind. Stuck on. Open your heart. Believe just like you're supposed to with your heart. Come on. Come on. You'll not think your way into it. You'll believe your way.